this is Anna Marie Boyd, and you are listening to Moved by Grace Counseling Radio. Hello, good morning, good evening, whatever time this is for you. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Anna Boyd, and I'm a licensed professional counselor, a registered drama therapist, a registered yoga teacher, and a PhD candidate in mind-body medicine with a specialization in integrative mental health. My podcast will supply nuggets of information regarding innovative and somatic approaches to mental health treatment. In just 10 minutes each episode, we talk about things such as creative therapies, neuroscience and play, the mind-body connection, and alternative approaches to psychotherapy. So this season, we have been focusing on nervous system regulation. So if this is your first episode, I'm sure you're all familiar with terms such as trauma response, fight or flight, anxiety, stress management, coping skills, CBT, DBT, the list could go on. But my mission for this season is to break down some of the hot topics and supply you with psychoeducation and tools to help you navigate these areas for yourself personally. So I do want to offer a reminder that this podcast does not take the place of psychiatric treatment or psychotherapy. Just think about this podcast as a complimentary tool to help you learn and apply to your own journey. So today I want to focus on our attention on an imperative domain and tool when it comes to healing. When it comes to social and emotional health, there is a large wellness wheel within the mind-body medicine world which speaks to how these domains work together to create a healthy heart and spirit. So social connectedness is the ability to relate and connect to other people within our world. Our ability to establish and maintain positive relationships with coworkers, friends, family, etc. As we learned in the pandemic, we are not designed to live in a bubble. We are relational beings. We are designed for relationship. There is a verse in the book of Proverbs that says, A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. If you are unfamiliar with the Bible or Proverbs, Proverbs is an incredible book which offers a lot of wisdom on how to live a Christian life. So there's a website that I use to break down scripture and get a better understanding of the theological context. So Bible Rep explains this Proverbs verse like this. Merely having a large number of quote-unquote friends does not always mean having deep committed allies in times of need. In this context, quote-unquote, a man of many companions suggests that a person who seeks popularity and shallow relationships. Now, when times are good, these kind of associates can be a source of pride, right? Entertainment, Instagram posts. But when times are rough, when you need people, one finds out quickly who their true friends really are. Even a person well-known and popular can find themselves on hard times, right? Or life transition. Made all harder when their relationships are superficial. 
So this proverb, they go on to explain how this proverb is echoed in an English expression of a friend in need is a friend indeed, right? The meaning is that being willing to meet another person's needs is a sign of true friendship. False and shallow companions don't act like friends at all when the relationship might cost them something, even their friendship. So with that, take a moment, close your eyes, and take stock of the relationships in your life. Are there at least two individuals whom you know who would go to the ends of the earth for you and vice versa? If you're able to identify two people, y'all, you have been immensely blessed. Take a moment today, reach out to these people and express your gratitude. Now I want to focus your attention on the tool at hand, service and community. The Bible commands us to live a life of service. Conversely, many religions hone in on this concept. Buddhism, for example. Gautam Buddha said that is. So long as the sky and the world exists, my existence will be here for the eradication of the miseries of all beings. Let me suffer all the suffering of beings and let the world be happy and liberated by dent of all merits of me. So he's taking this stance, right, of seeing the world in shambles, seeing the suffering in the world and saying, hey, let me hold this for you. And Hinduism, we've talked about this a little bit, but seva, It's a concept of selfless service, and it's performed without any expectation of a result or award for performing it. Such services can be performed to benefit other human beings or society. So seva means service. A more recent interpretation of the word is dedication to others. Uh, Service to mankind is the essence of Islam. The holy court, I apologize if I mispronounce this, but it dictates you are the best people ever raised for the good of mankind because you have been raised to serve others. In Judaism, the Talmud supports this, stating that the reward for service is in this world, not in the world to come in the teachings of Shabbat. So service can and should be valuable in some way to the person engaged in it. Jesus himself was a living sacrifice for the service of others and to bear the sin that we cannot hold. In Mark 10, 43 through 45, he says, but among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to first among you, sorry about that. And whoever wants To be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. Just in my personal life, I have worked in several settings and I know that my greatest leaders, my greatest uh, bosses, my greatest mentors lived by this. I think back and I think about how they were there for their colleagues in times of need not just when it was pretty not just when it was easy they were living sacrifices of service so i share all of this context to 
explain how world religions share common virtues, universally taught ideas, and are respected and revered, and service to others, it is within the myriad of whole of the philosophy of these world religions. I know I only mentioned five here, but I share these examples to emphasize the importance of service to others. Adam Grant is an organizational psychologist at Wharton, and he declares that generosity is one of the best anti-anxiety medications available. Showing up for other people is beneficial not only to the giver and doesn't have to cost a whole lot, but for the receiver, right? A study found that engaging in acts that help or benefit others can reduce social anxiety and socially anxious people and help them become more socially engaged in positive, satisfying ways. So if you are tired of surface level relationships, if you are tired of feeling nervous around other people, who's gonna like me, what's going on? Try service to others. When we are consumed by worry, fear, anxiety, potential threat, right? Our nervous system is activated. We are consumed by our own bubble of dysfunction. But if we can take off our own glasses and use our gifts for the service of others, we make meaningful relationships. We make a dent in healing and suffering. And we are used to love humanity. Now, this season is all about the nervous system, but I want to encourage you today, get out of your own bubble. Get out of your own bubble of healing, of the yoga, of the, you know, I preach rhythms and those are awesome tools, but get out of trying to heal yourself and give to others, serve others. Without the intention of accolades or attention, serve because it is your duty and watch your own healing skyrocket. It is beneficial to the receiver. It is also beneficial to the giver. One of the easiest ways that I initially recommend is to simply get involved in an organization you care about. Whether it is your church, a local animal shelter, another philanthropic institution, go to their website today, sign up for their email list, see what is needed. My best friend, Julia, shout out, is actually working on her degree in this realm, and I'm actually going to have her on the podcast soon to discuss women's mental health and the power of service to others, so I'm really looking forward to that. But I want to leave you with a verse from Hebrews 6.10. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. So if you get nothing out of this podcast today, I do hope that you recognize the importance of service to others. If we continue to lead a self-fulfilling life, what's the next thing I can get? What's the next promotion I can get? How can I reach my full potential? We're missing the point. That leads to a life of loneliness and emptiness and isolation. So get out there, serve others, and report back to me your experience. And and if you found 
this exploration meaningful. I look forward to meeting with you next week. As always, take care.